Welcome to episode two of Hug Your People. My name is Kevin. Today we're going to be talking about asking for help. We're going to be talking about making your own contribution. And as always, we're talking about love, life, impact, and happiness. This is Hug Your People, episode two. Hope you enjoy. One of the things that has really happened uh, with my family and going through the things with my son is we've really had to ask for help. And um, it's not something that we're used to doing. It's not something that we do often. And it's not, it's not really even something we want to do. But we're in a position where we have to. And it really got me thinking about why we surround ourselves with people that love us and care about us. And asking for help is, um, is such a challenge. Now, the beautiful part of surrounding yourself with people who love and care for you is that we haven't had to ask um, directly, meaning we haven't had to call people and say, hey, I need help. They've, they've recognized in us where we need help, and the communication has been how much help we need. And so that's been the, the, the really nice part. But one of the things that I've been talking about, I'm in Orlando um, this weekend um, coaching at an event with my longtime mentor, friend, and colleague, Suzanne Evans, and her team, um, and one of the things that Suzanne Evans and I have talked about is, is the ask and when you're in a position of need. And my family is very much in a position of need, and I'll tell you why in just a bit. But one of the things that we were really looking into is why we feel this stigma around asking for help. And it, it all boils down to how we feel about success and, and how we show up in the world. And no one wants to be perceived as needy or... Um, or is not capable or not able. And so I think a lot of those feelings are conjured when you are in a position of needing to ask for help. But at the same time, the, the humility comes in and the, the human element comes in when you really are at a place um, where there's no option except to, to receive some assistance, some help. And when you are surrounded by people who recognize that and just deliver, it really is an amazing thing. And I think the give and take... Um, phenomenon, meaning that it feels a lot better when you give a gift than it does when you receive a gift, um, that has to be recognized. So in my position, I'm not someone who asks for help a lot. Um, I'm not someone who wants to really ask for help or rely on um, charities or <laughs> things like that to, to do the things I need to do. doesn't mean I don't need it. It just means I'm, I'm not a kind of person who doesn't like to ask for it. Um, but then you get backed against the wall and you look at things like um, my wife has had to pretty much go down to a part-time admin role in her job, so that's a, a significant pay cut, and her company has been, Field Insurance has been amazing. They have really supported her, and there has not been a worry, but um, we understand and they understand uh, that, you know, there's a point where we have to, business has to carry on, and the role she was doing as, as a licensed uh, insurance agent, you know, that role has to be filled at some point so that the business can carry on. Um, they've been, gone over and above all expectation as far as making sure she's still getting paid when she hasn't been at work, um, her base salary, and, and making sure that she has a job and she can do it part-time and she can work from home. And so they have been phenomenal in making sure that there is a place, but the capacity and the um, compensation for that role, it just has to change. And so uh, looking at that and looking at my business, um, I my real estate business pretty much has gone away for the year because I'm not going to be in 
town very much because we'll be living in Florida for almost eight weeks doing proton radiation. We're uh, in Charleston a lot um, with treatment for my son and my son can't go to school so he just he needs care. So real estate is really not going to be happening this year in my coaching business. I, I was at a point of sustaining um, sustaining income and good income but we're no longer in growth mode in that business so it it is what it is so when you look at all those things and not to mention the bills that just keep coming <laughs> um, and working with insurance companies to sort that out so you look at our situation of where we're in and we we've taken a significant pay cut and only that but our initiatives to grow our income over the next year or two have changed and we're now receiving um, at the end of this we will probably have you know before insurance comes in and does their thing We'll have over seven figures in medical bills and expenses, um, and then our insurance will do what they're going to do, and, and what's left over will be what we have to tackle at that point. So, so you look at why, why the need exists. There is a need there for my family um, because you can't start stacking bills up and reduce your income so that you can care for your son. But at the same breath, there's no choice to be made. You know, there's no decision. There's no discussion. We're going to take care of Baxley. We're going to do what Baxley needs, and we'll figure the money piece out. That brings in the asking part, because you look at that mountain of things that you're doing and things that you have to do for your son and things that you can no longer do, like working uh, on a regular basis. Um, there has to be some assistance. And I think we have to, as people, you know, be it finances or, or mental health or relationships, we have to get to a point where it's just okay to ask. And I know that's real easy to say here on this podcast, and it's real easy to say on a YouTube video, but I think we have to get to a point of it being okay to ask. And I think the way we do that is we show up for other people. I think the, the way that that's okay is we show up for other people. And when you do that, you create a scenario where People show up for you when you need them. And inadvertently, I had made the conscious decision a couple years ago to start showing up differently. Um, and I did it because I, I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a, as a dad, as a husband, as a man. And so I started showing up differently, or I, I tried. And sometimes it was easy and sometimes it wasn't. But when I started doing that, I noticed that people were showing up in my life differently. And regardless of what you believe, if you believe in God, universe, spirit, um, power, um, whatever it is, you know, I believe in God. And so I believe that God was putting me through that training because he knew what was coming for me. And that if I wasn't surrounded by people who loved me and would just show up for me, um, we were going to have a really tough time. So yesterday I'm, I'm at this event and I'm coaching the event. Um, in Orlando, and the room is just filled with magnificent people, just some bright shining stars of humanity. Um, and of course, Suzanne Evans and, and Melanie um, are putting on the event and the coaches that, that I, I work with and all the team that they assembled that I work with. And they decided to show up in a way that was so huge and that was so big that I didn't have to ask for, they just did it. Um, and Melanie and Suzanne, were two of the first people really to show up and ask what I need. They were, they were, they were, as soon as they found out what Baxley was going through, they were pretty quick to, to get in touch with me and ask me what the needs were. And I didn't know, and I didn't want to ask, so I didn't, I said, I have no idea. And um, then the next thing I know, they just, 
they, they put some money in our account. They said, I don't know if this is what you need, but this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and it turns out that that was the right thing to do for us at the time. And, and we are so grateful for that. But so I met this, this event yesterday and, um, Suzanne and her team had assembled a, a booth for Baxley, um, for Baxley and Alex's lemonade stand to just make people aware of his story and his journey. And, um, she allowed me to come on stage and, and share some photos of Baxley and, um, talk about how this has impacted business a little bit, but mostly about how it's, um, just impacted my family and what's important. And there were a lot of tears. It was really difficult for me to stand up there and do that. And we knew it would be, we talked about it beforehand, but one of the things that we also talked about was not apologizing for the emotions around this and not apologizing for receiving the gifts and not apologize for, um, for anything that, people would want to do or how I feel about it and just accepting it and moving forward in that moment. And it was this really tender moment, um, on stage. And we got, there was a great picture of it that I saw later of me just hugging Suzanne Evans. And that was all I can do. I thank you is not enough. Um, a hug is not enough, but the point I want to make is that she's not doing it for a thank you. Her and Melanie are not doing it for a thank you. Their team is not doing it for a thank you. Um, um, you know, Brian Stark is, he's, um, an executive for that company and he reaches out to me all the time, just checking in on me. And that is as valuable as anything else, but none of those people are doing it for a thank you or any kind of return. They're doing it because they love my family and they're doing it because they can. And one of the things that, that Driven Inc., which is Suzanne's company, um, was able to provide yesterday for my family was a lot less worry over the next year. Um, they were able to show us a ton of love from all across the world. And they were able for me to look at my wife and say, we're going to be okay. And you can't put a price on that. You can't put a, there's no way in my lifetime I'll be able to repay that. And I don't think they want us to. They don't expect us to. That's the beautiful part. That's not why they did it. They did it because they're, really good people and they love people and they care about people's outcome. And they care about people winning and surviving and they care about, um, people who need to ask, but are too proud. They care about showing up for them anyway and letting them know that it's okay to ask when you need it. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I've gotten from this week was sometimes we all need help and, we have to train ourselves to show up for people differently so that when we do need help, people show up for us differently. And we've had some people show up for my family in a really, really big way. And we will spend the rest of our lives making sure we show up for people in a really big way. And I think that's the real takeaway. So when you talk about asking for help and things like that, it, we really have to get a grip on how we feel about it. And we have to understand how other people feel about it. Because we become ashamed or embarrassed or feel less successful or feel like a failure, whatever the emotion is, and the other the people who are giving really don't feel that way. <laughs> they really want to help us. They really love us. They really care. 
So my challenge to you is to look at how you're showing up for other people and where can you show up in a big or small way for someone. It could be a simple text message. It could be a phone call or like someone's comment on Facebook. It could be something incredibly simple that just means the world to someone else. And I think you need to really focus on how we show up for other people. Now let's talk about our own contribution to that. And I think that is part of our contribution. You know, my family's contribution right now is has to be very selfish because we've got a lot of things that we just don't know. Um, but we've made very public and very vocal our initiatives to help other kids and our initiatives to help Ronald McDonald House and to help Alex's Lemonade Stand and to help um, pediatric cancer research, especially around the type of the strain of cancer that my son has. So we've, we've already made initiatives to do things like that. And those will be focuses for us as we move forward, and as we settle into treatment, and as we become cancer-free in the next year, year and a half. You know, so our contribution really comes from that. It also comes from making sure that in my business that I'm being intentional with my time and money, um, and that we are very transparent as to anybody that helps us out financially or um, comes over and watches Baxley for a little while or um, cleans our house or whatever it is, anybody that, that contributes, that we're making sure that we acknowledge that. And we're making sure that we're letting them know that this is not a, 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 that we're not wasting the funds or we're not wasting the effort and that we do genuinely appreciate it. So I think when we talk about our contribution to our needs and to our ask, I think it comes in a lot of ways. But I think the, the big thing is saying thank you while in a lot of cases in, in our situation, it's not enough. In most cases, that's all you can do. And sometimes your contribution is a thank you. Sometimes your contribution is an I'm sorry. You know, if you're facing someone who's going through some stuff, you know, I, the words I'm sorry can just go a long way. So our contribution comes on a human level and it really comes back around to we have to show up for each other. And we have to understand each other on a, on a level of knowing what is possible and feasible and reasonable. And sometimes the only thing that's possible, feasible, or reasonable is thank you. And for now, those are the words that my family can put out into the world to people like Suzanne Evans and Melanie Orr and Brian Stark and, and their whole team at Driven Inc. You know, and all the people that came to the event the only thing that my family can offer at this moment is extreme gratitude and thank you.